Welcome, welcome to the Syrup Way Show. So happy that you have joined me this evening, 7 p.m. on the East Coast. Yes, it's me. Yet again, I'm glad. Hope you guys had a good weekend. I'm here for another Ask Me Anything Monday, AMAs on Monday. Happy to have them. As always, I tend to begin with something, right? I start with something to kind of get us going, but then I'll take any questions, of course. And I think today it kind of has to be Afghanistan. I mean, everyone is talking about it. I see it all over the place. Everyone's chatting about it. And I kind of want to give you a little bit of my take, which some people aren't having the same take. What bothers me most about this now, the reaction now, not about Afghanistan, but about it now is now it seems like all the media cares. All the media cares. Where they've been for 20 years, right? Where have they been for 20 years? I, I, I don't I don't get that, right? Where have they been for 20 years? Now they care so much about Afghanistan. Now they care about the troops. Now they care about the women. <clears throat> now they care about Taliban. They didn't before. So what are they using it for? Sadly, and you see it, most people are using this as a way to either attack Trump or to attack Biden. Yet again, again, we have politicized something to base upon our silly left-right paradigm again. So it's got to be anti-Trump or it's got to be anti-Biden. So let me touch a couple of things. and I'm going to cover something that I, I, that I don't think people are talking about. The first one is, We got to blame Biden or blame Trump. First off, there's credit to be given to both of them and blame to both of them, right? That's absolutely true. The number one piece here to remember is it was four presidents who watched this happen. Now, Biden will get, he gets some credit for ending it. Absolutely. And it's not, but, and he was in it when Obama was, was, was there eight years. He was there. He didn't seem to care then. Now he cares. Look, I'm happy that he cares now. I am. But he also gets the blame also for being for eight years and and being the guy who's all about bombing and staying in Afghanistan for for eight years. Didn't say anything then. Didn't even say anything when, when Trump was saying. In fact, when Trump was saying, get out, and Trump was saying it too, right? Biden wasn't going, yay, Trump. He wasn't saying that. So the idea that anybody can go, this is Biden's fault. I'm sorry, the war and the withdrawal is Biden's fault or the war withdrawal is Trump's fault is silly. Is silly. Both of them wanted out. Both of them did. Now, to, so to be clear, let's touch a couple pieces here. I'm going to be clearer on this. That's generic. Now, let me be a bit more clear on this. Trump wanted out too. And if you remember, I was not against this. I was like, good, Trump, get us out of Afghanistan. I wish Trump had gone faster. I was happy with that. 100% happy with Trump getting us out. I was. I'm happy with Biden getting us out. I am, right? So that part's good. They both want to get us out. Awesome. No worries. But to be forward, while I am, I try to do whatever I possibly can to do to give people credit where credit is due. I absolutely give Trump credit for starting the process of removing us out of Afghanistan. It was his plan initially, his idea. Well done, Trump. I'm in. And I've had my problems with Trump, and you know I have, but I credit what credit is due. Now, to be forward, um, Biden did not do a good job getting us out. That's clear. I'm glad that he followed Trump's plan. I am. And kudos to Biden 
for following a plan to get us out. Well done on that aspect. But wow, this is a disaster, clearly. Like, we've been lied to like there's a tomorrow. But I'm also going to give Biden a little bit, a little bit of an out here. A small, he's responsible, but a small one. And that is every single other person basically within the military industrial complex told him don't do it. Yeah, right? Every single one. Why? Because this is a racket. This is 20 years of cash payments into a into the military industrial complex. And that's a fact. A whole lot of jobs, a whole lot of cash, a whole lot of grifting all over the place. That's a fact. That's true. And the problem is when Bush began it, Obama was going to do it in the body. He was grifting too. They were all grifting. At least Trump said no more grifting. Well done, Trump. You said no more grifting. And Biden finally said, I guess I've grifted enough. I can stop grifting too. So I think both of them have at least accepted that and said no, right? So Trump was the first one to say the May deadline was the deadline. We're going to get out. Biden pushed it off and then screwed up. So the, the fact that he followed the plan that Trump put in, well done, Biden. The way it's executed, oh my God, Biden, what a disaster this has been. It's been bad. I give him a little bit because everyone around him in, in, in the everyone around him who's in the system, military industrial complex, didn't want to leave at all. They want to have reason to go back in because there's tons of money there. But I will also give Biden credit for this too. And that, that is, he's not backing down. Credit where credit is due, blame where blame is due. So it has been the actual, the actual withdrawal has been embarrassing. That's true. The fact that he kept the plan that Trump started, well done, Biden. The fact that he's standing by it, well done, Biden. But really bad how this was taken care of and bad that for the last, I don't know how many years, they all been grifting. They all been grifting. So as usual, this is not black and white. This is gray. There are parts where you can go, well done, Biden. And parts you can go, what the hell is wrong with you? Both. Both. Now, I know what some people are going to say. Larry, you know what? This is still bad. We have to stay. We have to say, Larry, why do you want to get out? We've got to stay the course and all those types of things. I know what people say. The reality of it is this was going to happen. I've been saying this. Come on. Ron Paul's been saying this for how many years already? I mean, maybe it's 70 decades. I don't even know if it's years. Anymore. Is it decades now? How long has he been saying this? Been saying it forever, right? This was going to happen. And I know what people also say, Larry, you don't get it. You know, they should have let us do it or we could have fixed it or we should have trained them. All these things. No. But Larry, we did it in World War II. We did it with Japan. We did it with Germany. True. But it's important thing that most people, and no one is saying this as aspect of it that people don't get. We failed in Vietnam. We failed in all these other places, right? We failed in, in Afghanistan. We failed in Iraq. We failed in all these places to create democracy. But we didn't fail in Japan and Germany. Why? Because Japan and Germany were already democracies before we got there. And most people don't understand that. You hear all the time, all the time, well, the, you know, we had to bring democracy to Japan, bring democracy to Germany. They were already democracies, already. There's a lie that people will say all the time in, in anthropology and in politics. Look, you know, democracies very rarely warn each other. 
Demo both of those nations were democracy. If you think I'm making this up, do your homework. Germany was a democracy. So was Japan, Imperial Japan. They were both democracies. They were broken democracies, but they were both democracies. The people were already voting. There was already a system. They were already on board with this concept. Hitler didn't take over Germany in a violent overthrow. He was appointed by an elected president. The Nazi party gained about a third of the Reichstag before they were there. This was, the, this was a democratic takeover. It was a broken democracy taken over with, you know, parliamentary procedure type stuff, but it was still, it, it was bloodless. The same in Japan. There was a, for those of you who don't know how the Japanese democracy worked, it was democracy. The reason why the people were able to, the, the military was able to take over Japan and make a military dictatorship and basically was because of a problem within their actual constitution where if the military refused to create a um, to create a, a cabinet, the government would fall. So the military simply used that to say, you'll do what we say or we'll make the government fall. That's what actually happened. So that really happened. These countries already had democracy. We were reinstating democracy. And that still took years. That wasn't even overnight. That took years. Afghanistan hasn't had it. Neither did Iraq. Of course they fail. They don't know how to do it. They're not ready for it. Doesn't matter how much money you throw at them. Of course, we didn't care anyway. So to be clear, of course, it was going to fail. We shouldn't be involved. And I know that a lot of people are saying things like, well, what about all the people that died? Yes, horrible. And they're not coming back. But the one thing I'll agree with, I don't want any more to die. No more. About 3,000, 2,000 to 3,000 Americans died already in Afghanistan and 20 some odd thousand wounded physically. And then how many mentally do we need to break any more families? Do we need to break any more American families for a nation that doesn't want to be saved? I mean, that's really it. Do we really want to have more American families devastated for a nation that doesn't want to be saved? It doesn't want to be saved then let's not save it. it. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but they don't want to be saved. So let's not save them. Who am I to come into your house and save you if you're not asking me to save you? If you're saying, hey, Larry, come save me, I should come save you because you've asked me to. But unless that, I don't get this at all. No one needs to do that. It's not required. We shouldn't be doing it. So I think those are a lot of the points I wanted to bring up the democracy piece, the, the, all that stuff. But the other piece I want to bring up is the idea of we went there to stop it from being a training ground for Al-Qaeda. Holy crap, is that stupid? They'll simply find another place. They'll simply find another place. Oh, there's no Afghanistan? So I guess there's no more terrorism. They found Syria. They'll find Iraq. They'll find Iran. They'll find Mali. They'll find Ethiopia. They will find places to do that. They will find places to do that. Now, I know there is another aspect that I'll bring up that bothers me tremendously, and some people disagree with me on this. All of the people who stood by our side there and their families, we should go out of our way to bring them to America. I know some people are like, no, bad immigration, blah, 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 blah. Look, I do not, I'm not an open borders libertarian. Some of you be mad at me, I know, but I'm not. I'm not open borders libertarian. I'm not about opening the borders and let everybody in. I'm about controlling our border, but vibrant immigration, but controlling our borders, I'm okay with that. 
The way the southern border is taken care of is not the answer at all, for sure. But here's what I would what, what I will say. Regardless of how you feel about immigration, there's literally thousands of Afghanis, thousands, who fought next to our soldiers, sailors, and Marines and died for them and protected them and, and shot and killed people with them. Those people have earned coming to America. Those people have. And you can say what you want about immigration. Those people who were in the, the thick of it with our military members, they have earned the right to come to America. Not as citizens. Bring them in as green cards. I'm totally fine with that. Let them earn a citizenship like anybody else. No worries. But they've earned that right. They fought and they earned that right. They get to come. And I know some of you disagree with me. They get to come. If you sit by my, my, my Marines and my sales and my soldiers and you take the rounds that they take, you get blown up with them, you get to come to America. You've earned it for, for literally years. Some of these guys have done it for years. They get to come back. That's what that's all I want to that's what I want to say about that issue. I think it's kind of important to, to bring that up and we should leave. It sucks. We should go out of our way to bring the people who's who's sat in the fighting holes with our with our military members, bring them home if we can to the best of our, to, to America, the best of their ability. Let that happen. They've earned that right. And let's move on. And but Larry, what will happen with Afghanistan? Let me tell you if we do the right thing, what will happen with Afghanistan? I will tell you right now. If we do the right thing in Afghanistan, 20 years from now, they will be our trading partner. In fact, probably early because we want their opioids to, we want their opium to make opioids. So probably within 10 years, maybe within five, they will be our trading partner. How do I know that? Again, you hear me say all the time, Vietnam. Vietnam. Without question in Vietnam, that happened. We waited 20 years, they became our trading partner. We'll trade with them. Leave all these countries alone. They'll become our trading partner. That's how it works. It'll take time but they will become our training partners, how it works. If you look at the amount of money and time we spent in these countries, if you look at the dollars with inflation, we spent more in, in Afghanistan than we spent in Germany and or, uh, or Japan. But more than both. If we could uh, uh, you know, adjust the dollars, more than both. Terrible. So let me grab a couple of comments here. I know it is the AMA. I went off a little bit, but I just wanted you to know where my head was in this one. So. And Pete, thank you. That national debt. Yeah, a couple trillion of that. That's Afghanistan. Yes. Afghanistan. Ugly from the beginning. Yes. And I say this all the time, Jacob. If people had listened, but the answer is when they attacked us, what we do is we go after only him. The Taliban would have given him up. They would have. They didn't want us to invade. That wasn't their goal. They didn't want us to invade. They would have given him up. We could have put pressure on him. We could have went, just gone after him. We could have done whatever we wanted. We could have done it. We could have just went after him. We could have gone to Pakistan and got him. We did it eventually anyway. Spe- send our special forces after um, Osama bin Laden to go get him. And whether that would have taken one year or two years, whatever it would have taken, we would have got him for sure. Every expert agrees with that. There's not one expert who thinks we couldn't have got him. We would have, and probably within two years. So we would have got him in a couple years. You execute him or put him in prison or whatever is the or whatever is the thing or whatever. I don't care. Whatever. You do the thing and you teach the world that if you are a non-state actor like Osama bin Laden and you attack us, the you you end up being shot and thrown in the ocean. That's where you end up. So you can do it if you want to, but you end up like that. And no country will save you. So you want to do it. Good luck. 
see at the bottom ocean. See at the bottom of the ocean. That's how I think you deal with that. And this would have never happened. There was no need to invade Iraq, no need to invade Afghanistan, punish the offender, the rest will learn a lesson, or they'll meet themselves at the bottom of the ocean. Either one. That's what I think. So James says, can you explain the IRA and Sinn Féin thing? Um, yeah, I think you spelled it wrong. I don't think that's how you spell Sinn Féin. I don't think. Someone will I'll correct me, I'm sure. Um, yes, basically Sinn Féin is what happens after they decide to stop fighting. IRA is the Irish Republican Army. That's the militant arm. Sinn Féin is the political arm of the Irish independence movement, right? So they want things to be better, and they have two arms. A This is a good thing, by the way, right? The problem that America has often is America does two things very well. Well, if, well internally, one more. Externally, bomb people, kill people, and write checks. We are really good at those two things. Everything else outside of America, not so good. Inter- inside America, we also imprison people well. So we imprison, if you want to imprison people, kill people, or write checks, we got that down. Everything else, our government does not do well. So the, what, what Sinn Féin is, Sinn Féin said the army knows how to blow stuff up and kill people. That's not how you win a peace. That's how you win a war. Sinn Féin was created to try to win the peace. So you want to actually to win a war and win the peace. America does, does not win the peace well. Right, not a good thing. After World War II, we created the Cold War because we lost the peace. And then we started another war with basically a Cold War with the Soviet Union. We did not win the peace in many of our wars. And I think we may lose the peace here too. I hope we'll, we lost the war. Let's hope we win the peace. We'll see. Germany won the peace in World War II. Germany now dominates Europe. So Germany won the peace. They lost the war, both of them, and then won the peace in, in the long run. So we won. I might think we should win the peace instead. So anyway, I hope that that works. Andrea says, I don't think we should have been there in the first place. The way they pulled everyone out was all messed up. I agree. The pullout was terrible. I'm I'm glad Biden's pulling out. I am. I think it's the right move. And I give him credit for not bending. I give, I give Trump credit for starting it. He started to pull out. Well done, Trump. I give him total credit for it. And I'm glad Biden's following that. That's well done. Good job. And you have screwed up this actual pullout badly, my friend. You have screwed up badly. Uh, Biden messed up, is messing the pullout. There, this, there really should have been a better phased pullout, without question. And you really should have set up an infrastructure to get our to get our allies, the people who who sat in the fighting holes with our with our soldiers, sailors, and marines. You should have had a better system to get them out. They should have got out early, out early. The whole concept that that it could survive. I mean, sad. Yes. Um, Roman says, Larry, I don't believe this is, is a legit pullout. Watch Biden will send us back. They only care about making money. God, Roman, I hope you're wrong. I hope you're wrong. I, but see, Biden says things in his, if you saw his, his uh, presentation, his speech, he said things like, well, we'll still worry about Syria or whatever. He started talking about other stuff. Um, I wish they'd actually learned something. We haven't. I wish we, I wish Biden had actually learned a whole lot. I wish that were true. And look, maybe he'll surprise me. I hope that next year I can be say, singing Biden's praises. I hope I can be doing that. I'm not sure I will be doing that, though. I wouldn't bet on that. But I hope I can be. And, I, and if he does it right, I will sing his praises. I, I, don't, I don't know if I can, though, because I think it is a pullout because they're going to find other ways to make money. If you notice that every time I talk about breaking down the military industrial complex, I never say destroy it. That's impossible. 
There is simply too much money and power behind it. It can't be done. That is that impossible. What could you do? Shift it. Shift it. The people in the military industrial complex, they just, to your point, Roman, they just want to make money. It doesn't have to be selling arms to the government. It doesn't have to be, you know, grifting off the government. It doesn't have to be that. That works. It's easy and they love it. So they'll do that. But if we can instead, instead of fighting Afghanistan, let's stop the wars and open up more markets. Let's open up Iran and Cuba and and let, and it's going to sound horrible, but I'm going to be very forward with you. Simply let the military industrial complex players know we're about to open up Cuba and North Korea and Iran. Larry, that's bad. It is bad. Let them know. But at least then they won't stop me crushing the military industrial complex because they'll shift into selling stuff to Cuba and Iran and North Korea. And then they won't fight me when I try to shut down the military industrial complex. If I just shut it down, then they will, they will stop me because they can. There is too much money and energy and power behind it. Why? How else could we spend 20 years in, in Afghanistan and basically nobody cares except the families of those who are serving? How can that exist? How can the media be completely quiet and complicit in the entire thing? And even now, it's to be like, you sure we should pull out? Look at all these people. Oh, my God. The media wants us to go back in again. Why? Because it's the military-industrial complex. How do you fight that, Roman? How do you fight it? By giving them someplace else to look. Look over there. Look, instead of selling tanks to America, sell tanks to Cuba or sell TVs or trucks to Cuba, or sell whatever to Cuba. You want to make money? Here's a place. How about I give you some time and you retool and stop making missiles and make microwaves or whatever is the cool thing of the day. Make computers, whatever. Go make money there. I think it's a much better way of doing it. So, yes. Um, Indy Prime says, the sudden narrative shift took me a minute to get my head around. Like, wait. Imperial project wasn't about spreading democracy. Yeah, exactly. It's it's whatever they wanted to be at the time. And the other bad part is it's whatever your side says it is. So like if you're a Democrat, then imperialism is bad when Trump's doing it. Awesome when when Biden's doing it. Pulling out is terrible when Trump does it. Awesome when Biden does it. If you're a Republican, the opposite is true. So yeah, but the reality of it is both of them deserve some credit. Biden also... Biden gets credit for the final pullout, right? Because Trump started it, but wasn't here for the final pullout. And fair or not, whoever's on watch gets the credit. So Biden will get the credit for the final pullout. And he also gets the horrible, I mean, just hate he's getting for screwing up the pullout. He gets both of those. He gets both. I hope Roman's wrong. And I hope we don't go back in. Uh, Maybe I'll be telling Roman sorry later, but I hope he's wrong. I hope we don't go back. So uh, Dave says, well, it was racist, unjust, or illegal warning to a Republican was president. You read my mind, Dave. Yes, exactly right. Yes, it's bad no matter what. So, yes. All right, let's see here. Donnie says, this is an obvious arms deal used to keep the war going and on the other side, just like the 1970s. Donnie, I'm not necessarily... Yes, you're right. Right? Yes. Um, it, it, it's always about making money. It's, it's the military-industrial complex. And that's my point. I want I send them someplace else to make money. The companies and the bankers aren't going to stop making money. They're not. So let's set up an environment to where they stop doing it on on government grift and killing people. How about that? Why don't we do that? Let's redirect them towards giving people a better way of life, making toasters and microwaves and something that's not missiles. 
something that's not tanks. Insert thing here. Phones. I don't care. Whatever. Solar panels. Whatever is not missiles and bombs. How about that? Yes. Angelo. Larry, Patreon supporter. Thank you, my friend. Patreon supporters. Patreon.com slash Sharpway to make sure. Yes. Larry, Patreon supporter here. Question. Do do you watch a show called Breaking Points? I do sometimes. I have watched it. It pops in my feet often. It's the two uh, people, uh, Sagar and Crystal, right? Is that right? Yes. If so, did you watch Sagar's response to Biden's action and speech? I don't think so. Is he? Sagar's the guy on the right, isn't he? My my gut tells me that he's going to be, um, in general, happy about the pullout. And I'm I'm going to guess that what he said was he was happy about the pullout, but mad that Biden screwed up. That's my gut. But you tell me. Maybe I'll, I'll watch it afterwards. Thank you. I'll, I'll, I will watch it afterwards. Thank you. EC says, hmm, the U.S. never learned anything from Russia. Russians were in Afghanistan 10 years and did absolutely nothing. Yes, Russians for 10 years, the Brits for even more, right? You're exactly right. It's, the, it's literally called the graveyard of empires, right? It crushed the British Empire. It crushed the Russian Empire. And some people don't know this. It's also the reason why Alexander went into India. Alexander went to Afghanistan and went, you know what? I'm going to turn south. Went to India. And then when he went to India, he got hammered by elephants and said, you know what? I'm going home. So Alexander Great even went to Afghanistan and then turned around and said, "I'm nope, nope, no, I'm not going here. He went to India, got beat up by elephants and turned around and went home. So, and then died in, in modern day um, um, Iran before he got home. So, yes, why would you think we could do anything else? We can't. It doesn't work. Yes. Um, Tom says, I'm glad we got out of the forever war, but not having a plan kind of sucks. Or I think they had a plan, just a naive, bad plan, because I have a feeling that what Roman said, most people thought, Tom. I think people thought that he actually wouldn't pull out. I think they believe what Roman believes, that we're, we're going to go back anyway. So why have a plan? As soon as the Taliban attack, we're going to turn around and go back in and refill it. I think that's what at least half of the deep state or the inner workings probably thought. Yeah, we're going back in. We're not. This is a this is a cash cow. We're not. We're not shutting this cash cow off. So we're going to go back in. I think at least half of them thought that, which tells me this. This is why I give Biden a little bit of leeway, because the odds are high in my view. I have no information on this. I just believe this to be true with my gut. Take it for whatever you want to take that for. There's a huge chunk of the system that wanted this to fail. So even if he had a good plan, I don't believe he did. But if he had a good plan, there's a bunch of people internally who it's in their best interest for this plan to fail. So are they really going to try hard to make it work? No. Are they maybe even going to kind of sabotage it by omission? Yes. You've all seen people do that. You've all watched organizations people do that. I don't like this plan, so whatever. There's probably a whole lot of I don't like this plan, so whatever going on with leadership within the organization. So my gut says that he probably didn't have a good plan. But whatever plan he had, they didn't. They wanted it to fail. So, of course, it failed. So, again, I give him a little bit of leeway because of that. But still, the plan's bad, his fault. Shame on you, Biden. If I knew it, you should have known it. You should have known that the people in your organization don't want to pull out. That's in their financial best interest to stay right there. They've been grifting for 20 years. It's a good grift. 
There's literally billions of dollars that went into people's pockets for nothing. And they don't want to lose that. So of course it's in the best interest for this thing to fail. And he should have known that and had loyal people over it with hawks, literally saying, you don't do this. That's treason. Like that type of, okay, fine. I want to make money, but I don't want to go to jail. So fine, I'll do it. And not just that, maybe give them another way to make money. Tell them, okay, this cash cow is going away, but here's another one that doesn't include bombs and tanks. Again, I want to redirect people. People are people. They're going to act certain ways. If you're going to be a leader, you need to know that. So if, you know, it's a dog, it's going to bark. So I don't want to put the dog in the house with the sleeping baby because the dog's going to bark because it's a dog. So I should put the dog outside so it can bark outside. So I'm saying I want to create an environment to where I know what the dog is going to do. So do it in a positive way. Make it a guard dog. That's awesome. I want him to bark outside. I don't want him barking with a sleeping baby. So I hope that makes sense. So um, JG says VP for H trending on Twitter. Yes. I'm just saying he's not innocent here. Credit where credit is due. But he's not innocent here. Absolutely. So, well, he cared enough to donate a drone strike here, drone strike there. I guess that's true. Something. Yes. Good thing we gave the Taliban all those weapons. Worked great when we armed up Qaeda to fight the Russians. I, yeah, you know, there's, you know, if, if you're in Afghanistan, you never have to buy a weapon. Like you would never have to buy a weapon ever because someone's always giving you guns. It doesn't matter, right? It was America for years. Then then China and Russia have been giving them. Then we're giving them. I mean, we, we just tons of weapons, right? If you look now, if you look at that picture, if you see the picture of the um, of the Taliban people in the um, president's chair or that president's office, they're all armed. Half of them with American-made weapons and half of them with Chinese-made weapons. Man, if you like guns, Good to be born Afghanistan, Afghani. Man, they're just throwing weapons at you. The Chinese are throwing AKs at you. The Russians are throwing rocket launchers at you. The Americans are throwing M16s at you. I mean, just, uh, forget about it. It's all good, man. I'm with you. They all have, they have tons of weapons. Absolutely. So Fanta says, thank you. You are welcome. I'm trying my best here. John says, who could have seen the Taliban coming back so fast? Apparently everyone but Biden. Yeah, absolutely. Halliburton stocks must be doing better. But that's my point, right? You're, Halliburton's going to Halliburton, right? I mean, it's going to do it. So let's accept that as true. And they don't have to make bombs, right? It's not required. They don't have to have military contractors. They don't have to have that. Those same military contractors can be security advisors in Iran or North Korea or Cuba, They can do similar work in a better way. We can shift them to good. It's possible, but when I'm trying. So Pete says, why weren't the Afghanistans that backed us for 20 years offered visas when our borders are wide open? Thank you, Pete. That's my point, right? That's my point. Yes, absolutely. The people who were fighting with us. We can, if we can find a way to let other people in, we can let them in and maybe keep the other people out until we figure out who they are. But let's, these guys are the good ones, right? You can literally, and I mean literally, get individual soldiers, sailors, and Marines to vouch for these people. They were next to them in the same fighting hole. 
Get in a vouch for him. Yeah, that's the dude that took a bullet from me or pulled my friend out or the guy who, who was shooting people or got shot with me. That's the guy. Bring him in. I'm in. Let it go. Absolutely. Paul says, I don't blame Biden for this when I support Biden for pulling out. I agree with that, Paul. Right? I do. We should have gotten out. And I do give Biden credit for not backing down. I, I know he changed Trump's plan, but at least he followed through. And he could have said no. Right? He could have been like, no, I'm not going to, whatever. He could have. He didn't. So, I, I, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like Biden or don't like Trump. I know that. You can, I'm not a Biden supporter, but I can still give the guy credit where credit is due. He could have backed out of this and he didn't. Right. And I give Trump support a total. I give Trump kudos for coming up with the plan to leave in the first place. Well done, Trump. Right. I know people don't like Trump, but I can give the man credit where credit is due. I'm totally with you. So um, we're, we're damned either way, though, because Taliban going to be Taliban. Thank you. The issue, though, is what will the CCP spread its influence in the area now? It, that isn't much better. I think they already were, to be forward with you, Paul. They were backing them a lot. The Chinese were selling them weapons. So a lot of those AK-47s are Chinese made. The Chinese didn't want us to leave, right? This is the thing that I've been talking about forever. The Chinese are winning cold, the, our, our now Cold War, Cold War II, because they're not fighting proxy wars, because they're spending money building their whatever, Chinese road around the world, whatever that thing is called. And they're, they're, they're buying up warlords in sub-Saharan Africa. I mean, doing all kinds of stuff with money and cash and building stuff and going, can we have your resources and the warlord goes yeah can you build me a railroad they go 100 i'll build your railroad if i build your railroad i then i think the, the resources well yeah that and you bribe me with five million dollars and they go deal so the chinese give them five million bucks build the railroad get all the resources that, they're doing that while we're fighting in afghanistan so they're already doing it it's not like they're not doing it already paul they're in the process of but now if we instead decide to follow their model we have better stuff we do. Americans have better stuff. That's for sure. We got better stuff. If we sell our stuff that's better than their stuff, then we'll have more influence. So let's sell our stuff instead. That's what I would like. So let's 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 do that. Because if we keep fighting wars and the Chinese keep getting better, one day the Chinese are going to have better stuff than us. That's the future. If we keep fighting wars and they keep making stuff. Right now, we have better stuff than them. Let's sell our stuff to them instead. But so even though they may have more influence in there, so what? Let's sell, let's sell better stuff right now. That's the issue. So yes. Um, Keith says, if only he had military commanders to advise him on it. Oh, wait. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, Trump broke drone bomb, bomb records in 2019. No, Trump was bombing too. I mean, they were all bombing. I'm... I'm not saying Trump was the awesomest president when it came to foreign policy. I'm not saying that. He was bombing too. They all bombed. All of them bombed. The la only last guy who didn't bomb was Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter didn't bomb. Every president since then does bombing. Obama was, I mean, it was in the name, Obama. I mean, literally bombs in the name. Obama was bombing like so tomorrow too, right? So was Trump. Biden was too. Biden started like his... Oh, I'm, I'm the president now? Drone strike? Syria. They were all bombing. So I'm not blaming Trump more or less. He's just as responsible as all the rest of the bombers. All of them been doing it. All I'm saying here is that Trump was the one to say, we're done in Afghanistan. We're done. He started the process. Again, Biden finished it. Well done. Yes. 
Anyone else find it a bit odd that Trump isn't on Twitter, but the Taliban are? Ooh. Interesting, Pete. I like that. Interesting. Yes. Eric says, blame is on Democrats, Republicans, and the military-industrial complex. Yes, absolutely. Lunar Eclipse says, except that Biden is the one that fouled up by delaying the, bro- the brokered trilateral agreement on May 1st. You're right. He did. He screwed, he screwed the withdrawal. You're right. 100%. Yes. Um, I totally agree that Biden messed this up. He didn't move out fast enough. He didn't do it right. It wasn't phased appropriately. And But again, I'll give him two caveats. The first one being, at least it didn't end it. At least he followed, he followed what Trump said to do. He actually got out. Credit there. And of course, he's got the whole system against him. The military industrial complex is against him. So, but yes, he's responsible for the failure. He also gets the blame for Gordon Taliban to not participate in the peaceful transitional government because he violated the May withdrawal. Yeah, that's the same thing. You're right. He screwed it up. Yes, absolutely. Biden wanted to get out for years. Obama disagreed. You think that, I'm not sure I buy that. Maybe. Did he say that after after Trump got in? I mean, where's where's your evidence of that? I'm not saying you're wrong because I don't. I haven't done enough homework to know if that's true, so I don't know. But I I haven't heard that. Maybe I maybe I missed it. I'm open to being wrong here. Do you have anything that would show that he he like said it right after the the election was over after Trump won? Was he like? Now I can say what I feel. We should be out of Afghanistan tomorrow. I would buy it. That's true. I I hope I I hope you're right, and I hope Biden actually doesn't want to be in these wars. I hope you're right. I, I want to be wrong on this, and I mean that. I want to be wrong. I hope you're right, and I hope Biden doesn't want to be in any of these wars. I hope so. So, Matthew says this just really shows how bad the pull-up method really is. Nice of that, Matthew. Make sure you got your protection. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Thomas says, I worry about the Afghan people who assisted our troops over there during the 20 years. Yes. Unless they're able to get out, somehow the Taliban will kill them. Um, It's not them, Thomas, and it's going to sound cruel, but they get the reality. It's not them. It's their families. The Taliban goes with the families. One of the reasons why the Taliban, why the government forces collapse so fast, people won't tell you this. This is what actually happened. The Taliban simply spoke to the officer corps. They, they put, send a message to the officer corps, the officers within the Afghani units, and said, you have two choices. You know we're going to win this eventually. Option one, fight us. And if you do, whenever we win, not only will you go against the wall, but so will your family. You all go against the wall, you and your family. Or you can walk away now. Walk away, go home to your family. All's forgiven, whatevs, move on, life is good. And a lot of those officers believe the Taliban. Now, is that true? I actually don't know, Thomas, if the, if the Taliban would do that. But if you know the Taliban's going to win and you have two choices, America's not going to get you out. So your choice is fight Taliban and not only you die, because many of these men in the, in the Afghan military, they don't care if they die. I mean, they care, but they know they might die. They don't want their family to be up against the wall shot. They don't want them. They're not prepared to sacrifice their, their, their friends, their family, their mom, their sister, their brother, their kids, their wife. They're not prepared for that. So they said, I'm out. And they literally abandoned their units. So now you've got an Afghan unit. And the officers, the top officer, one or two of them, literally pack up and just go home. 
literally just go, I'm out and go home. You're going to keep fighting? No. So the entire unit disbands. They all just go, oh, we going home? The weapons, they go home. That's why there's no one to fight. That's why they walked in. That's why it's bloodless. The units disband and just go home. They literally just pack up and say, all right, get on the donkey and go home. And so here comes Taliban. There's no one there to fight. They've all gone home. And some of them go, I don't have a home to go to. And they're all decked out. And they don't have a home to go to. They're dressed up and no party to go to. Here come the Taliban. Hey, you guys looking for recruits? I got a weapon and ammunition. American government gave it to me. My unit, they all went home. You need some more soldiers? And Taliban goes, my brother. And boom, now the Taliban's got more people. Because those people who now don't have a unit and may not have a home to go to or may live too far away, don't care about their homeland, they don't have a family, they stay into the Taliban. They're already trained by us and already got their weapons. Have gun, will travel. That's what's actually happening. So it isn't just them, Thomas. It's also family. And that's where I got it. A lot of these men actually understand they might die. And some of them are okay with dying. Some are. But none of them are okay with losing their families. They're just not okay with that. And then the Taliban will go after their families. And that's when they went, all right, I'm going home. And my gut says the Taliban for those officers will actually be good to them. Because you don't want to set a precedent of lying to those types of people, right? And they know they're going to be in civil war again. So the odds are they will be very good to those military uh, officers who are trained, smart, and they'll probably bring them aboard to fight for whatever the new government is. That's my assumption. They will actually be good to those. Because then that means if anyone else is fighting, any of the, if the civil war keeps going, if, if the other people fighting watch the Taliban be good to those officers, the other officers will also desert. And then units will disband. So it's smart for them to do that to the officer. But the political people, not so much. Not so much. So we'll see. Jericho says, how this went down was an obvious disaster. Do you think that Biden not following through with the original May date that Trump planned made it worse? Yes. I do think it'll be worse. Can we really believe that the Taliban would have done anything differently? Yeah. They, they if the Taliban had their plan to start their offensive in May and June. That's why if you notice massive changes in June, July, and August. Because the Taliban initially believed they were going to actually be able to make offensives after the Americans left. So they planned these offensives literally over the winter. But there's only certain times in Afghanistan where you can actually fight. Oh, you usually can fight because of the weather in the mountains, right? So they plan offensives in the winter to make attacks in the spring, summer, that kind of thing. So they plan these attacks during the winter. They figured, okay, Trump, they probably thought Trump was going to win and that in May he would leave. I mean, the troops would leave and they would start their, their summer offensives. So they began their summer offensives. If we were out by May, then we'd already be out. So we wouldn't even be seeing this. But do I think um, it would have gone any slower? No, I think this was the speed out of the way, but we would have already gotten out with all our people. And it just would have been the Afghanistan country becoming Taliban again. So yes. Joe says, Trump did want out, but he had a plan to get out. Biden has no clue what he's even doing, but his supporters think he's doing a great job. Maybe our government shouldn't have tied up its resources on two failed impeachments trying to burn Trump this one bit over. I don't think the impeachment has anything to do with this failing or not. I think they're not related at all. I think what the issue is what I mentioned earlier, right, is that um, Biden has a system. To be forward, I think Trump would have struggled too. And the reason I say it is there's a system that doesn't want to do this. There's a military industrial complex that doesn't want this to happen. I think Trump would have also struggled from some sabotage. 
The difference, I think, and this is just my personal opinion, is many people in Trump's cabinet were very, very loyal to Trump. They weren't just Republicans. They were Trump Republicans. And they probably would have put more of a hammer down on people than I think Biden's people are. Biden's people aren't as loyal to Biden as Trump's people are to Trump as a, as a person. Biden's people are much more Democrats than they are Biden supporters. More of the people in Trump's cabinet were Trump supporters. So I think they would have been more aggressive in following up. But I think he still would have struggled a bit. Again, you're trying to get a system to destroy itself. It doesn't want to. So yeah, Pete says, I'm already against, already against the next war. Me too, Pete. I'm against it already too. Yes. Keith says, is that that same military industrial complex that Eisenhower uh, warned us about in 1961? Yeah. Same one, Keith. Absolutely, yeah. Yes. John says, we have consistently abandoned those that have helped our military and put them in peril every time we leave. Yes. Yes. This hurts reputation. Translators, information providers, people hired to do remedial tasks not for our military. The fact that we always abandon these people kills the we care message from the military and government. Yeah, because we don't care, right? Yes, it was because we don't. And this part drives me insane because what we've just taught the rest of the world, don't trust us. The Kur- we taught the Kurds that. We taught the Iranians that. I mean, the Afghanis that. We taught the Iraqis that. Don't trust us. Libya, we taught them all. Don't trust us. You will get screwed. And then we wonder why the world hates us. This is the reason. Just stay away. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Kyle, what about the 6.5 trillion that got misplaced? Kyle, there's so much money out there. You are right. This is a this is a massive grift. This is a massive grift. This is why they want us in there. How else can you explain we us staying there 20 years and, and nothing going well? We're gone 20 years. And by next year, it'll be 21 years since uh, 21 years since we invaded. It will be the same as before we invaded. We'll have spent 20 years, about 25,000, if you count wounded and killed, 20, about 25,000 U.S. casualties, 25,000 U.S. casualties, almost 10 times what we lost in 9-11, maybe 15 times, 15 times what we lost in 9-11, right? To have everything exactly the same. And the trillions of dollars lost. And the literally... Thousands of American families, sorry, tens of thousands of American families crushed because of someone they know who served in Afghanistan. For what? For what? Yeah, we should say that. Left them alone. Let them know. Absolutely. Thomas says, yes, Biden did script the withdrawal plan so bad he deserves all the bad press he's getting. Yep. Agree, Thomas. Yes. Yes. Pete says Ron Paul was right about everything. I'm finding that more and more to be true, Pete. Every as 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 we keep going, that becomes more and more true. Absolutely. The official Rom says, um, oh, this is the Fanta. Biden should have spoken out then. And see, that's what I'm not sure of. And maybe he did. I mean, maybe Fanta knows something that we don't know. Um, I don't remember that either. Rom, I don't remember that either. Uh, I don't remember that at all. Yes. Donna says, I feel terrible for the people left there. I do too. I do too. Absolutely. So um, Matt says, the military industrial complex wants to stay. So of course they didn't handle it correctly. Thank you, Matt. See, you get it. You understand what I'm saying. Even if he had a good plan, 
it still would have been a struggle because they don't want it to work. Of course not. That's a whole lot of money. I'll even go to the generals, the admirals, the, 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 the staff members who, after they spend two, three years in Afghanistan, get out and become some kind of advisor or contractor in, in the military complex and all of a sudden become millionaires. Now, you get paid well as a general or an admiral in the military. You do. But you ain't a millionaire because of that. They don't pay you millions. You get a good salary. You get a lot of, you get some good perks. It's good to be a general. But you're not a millionaire because you're a general. You're a millionaire because you become a contractor or an advisor or whatever in the military complex to help sell tanks or sell weapons or advise people, whatever. You get paid that or to lobby. So that's the piece. You don't want to, you, you got generals sitting outside going, man, if we get to Afghanistan, I got a six figure contract I'm about to lose. Maybe we shouldn't do it. I completely agree with you. Yes. Angela says this was absolutely another Saigon. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Fennis says he did, he wasn't POTUS. So maybe there is something I missed here. I'm, op- I'm open to being wrong here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I never thought I'd find myself cheering for Biden. Um, Justin, I'm with you. I, I'm clearly not a Biden supporter. I'm just saying in this case, he didn't back out. When he was doing that press conference, I was worried that what Roman was talking about was real. He's going to come back and go, well, we should turn around and you know, now we should throw 40,000 troops in. Or I was concerned that was going to be his step, right? Oh, just kidding. It's all Trump's fault. He had a bad plan or whatever. I was expecting that, right? Trump had a bad plan. Let's blame Trump. And I'm going to put 50,000 troops in next month. And when he said, no, I'm still, we screwed up. Yep. And we're still going. I was like, whoa, Biden. All right. Well done. I'm glad you're staying the course and we're getting out. I was worried that Roman was right. So I'm with you, Justin. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Yes. Indy Prime says, I agree completely. A bunch of salty U.S. officials stabbed Biden in the back and talked to Reuters, saying the withdrawal was a disaster and Biden needs to pull the troops back. That's true also. Yes, of course they are. Yes, that's 100% true. So as bad as it is, they're going to say it's worse, right? So however bad it is, they're going to say it's worse. Absolutely. Yes. Larry, you are Marine. Was it possible to do it another way? That's what I wanted. Yes, it absolutely was. Of course it was. 100%, right? There's a thing in the Marine Corps, and any of you who are uh, in the military who who say infantry tactics, use all the time, is called leapfrogging. And it's how Marines will fight in another direction. We never retreat. It's how we can withdraw, right? So you can do it. You can use it with individuals, machine guns, whatever. And it's basically leapfrogging. So one holds, fires, while the other one backs the opposite way. Backs out, holds, fires, backs out. Fires, backs out, fires, backs out, right? You, you leapfrog back. If, you, if you're going on an offensive and you don't know if there's anybody's, anybody's behind you, tail in Charlie does a leapfrog back. So you can, you can withdraw, but it's, you do a leapfrog. You're always staying and you can do that. That's what should have been done. It, you, we knew exactly how they were going to encircle Kabul. You could see it. So if it's me, yeah, I simply surrender. I literally withdraw. I don't surrender. I withdraw from each area slowly. U.S. troops withdraw from the outers. Boom, they withdraw to there. This area is now free as Taliban. You don't have to fight for it. Just take it. Withdraw. Take it. Withdraw. Take it. 
that's how you do that. You literally just make your circle smaller with U.S. troops, literally not Afghani troops, with U.S. troops. And as you are withdrawing, everyone in those provinces knows here's your chance to get out. Then you withdraw province by province. You don't have a rush within Kabul, right? Because not everyone rushes to Kabul and gets out. If you withdraw province by province, each province knows it's going to, they're going to withdraw from each province and they know when to leave. Whoever's left over knows they're left over. The people in Kabul aren't rushing because they know their time will come. That's how you do it. It's just a phase withdrawal. It can be done. But the problem is you have to put more troops in first to get them out. And the problem is we've spent so much time lying about troop surges and such that man didn't go well. But if it were me, if I was commander in chief and they had done that, I would have said, okay, great. We're just going to flood the zone now. I'm going to put about 100,000 troops in there. You know, a bunch of Marines in the front, soldiers too. You got to play soldiers. I'm teasing my, my, my army brothers. Um, so Marines and soldiers go in there and we just do a phase withdrawal. That's it. And we, let, and we let them know. It's a timeline. We tell them. We literally tell them. Month one is this. Month two is that. Taliban, if you don't fight us, you don't have to lose one fighter. Just take it. Just don't fight. If they fight, we hammer them. If they don't fight, we just wait. Move out, move out. And there's going to be some Taliban people want to show their medal, and we mow them down. And it sounds horrible. But if you do that, then the rest go, I don't want to go on a meat grinder. I could just wait. You could just wait and take it. And they will then do that. There was a phase withdrawal possible. It should have been by province because the provinces have their own. Their provinces weren't cut up by us. So their provinces are more naturalized provinces, which means the people have some loyalty to their local province and their local tribes. So you could have either pull, easily pulled it back that way. That's what you should have done. And you make a timeline. You tell them how and why. You pull back to Kabul and eventually abandon, uh, I'm sorry, withdraw from Kabul. So I hope my language was good. Yes. So, all right. Um, Ram says, Biden voted for it anyways, and I don't recall him going against it until now. This is my other issue. I remember he did vote for it. He was like all in. I mean, he did say at one point he, regret, he regretted, no, no, he said he regretted Iraq, right? Oh, now I've forgotten. Ram, he said he he said he regretted Iraq. He didn't say he regretted Afghanistan. Is that is that the isn't Afghanistan the good war? <clears throat> Excuse me. But I think he called it a good war. Was that Obama who did? <clears throat> Sorry, guys. The biggest mistake right now is the fact they should have evacuated everyone before the troops were withdrawn. Michael, yes. You are correct. That's my point. The troops, you have, you have to put more troops in to hold the outskirts and slowly withdraw province by province so that by the time they got to Kabul, the people were out. Yes. <clears throat> Donnie says, the way this was executed forces us to go back and fight the Taliban with weapons we, we, we gave them. Obviously, ploy from the military complex, keep this going. Donnie, I hope you are wrong, brother. I get why you and Roman think that. And all I can tell you is I hope you are wrong. I do not want us going back in. And I feel a little bit good by the way Biden spoke. It seemed like that's he meant it. And I hope that he did. I, I want to be, and I mean this honestly, I'm not one of those guys at all who hopes our president fails because I don't like our president. I'm not that guy. I know lots of people are. I'm not. I wanted Trump to succeed. And when he did good things, I said so. I want Biden to succeed. And when he does good things, I'd say so. But my, my thing is succeed is do what I want him to do. I don't want him to succeed with his policies. <clears throat> I want to succeed with my policies. That's how I think he, I call him successful. But there's things that I want him to do. 
And when Trump did, I said it. You saw me on the show. I, and I'm saying it now. And when Biden does things I'm happy with, I will say it. I want them to do things that I want them to do. And I want to do my best to reward good behavior. I hope more people do it. Because if we do it that way, other candidates who want to get elected will have to move towards our way. And that's what I want them to do. I want other candidates to move towards our way. Because if they realize we want it, they'll want our votes. So all I can say, Donnie, is I can't say you're wrong because the past would show that you're right. I'm just hoping that you're wrong because I don't want to be here next year going, Biden screwed us too. I want to be saying, well done, Biden. He got us out and now we're out and it's better. Oh my God. That's what I want to be saying next year. And I just hope you're wrong. I don't know if you are. I hope you are. <laughs> All right. Um, Michael says, I agree it wasn't going to happen. Too bad we didn't spend the last 20 years trying to prop them up. And this is the point that I want to thank you, Michael, for this. Obviously, we either we weren't, and a bunch of people at the military industrial complex were lying to us, right? Or we were, and we don't know what we're doing. So either we're bad at what we're doing, or we really weren't doing it. One of those two things are true. But either way, people were reporting that everything was great and good. What I would ask is, who's paying that price? Who's paying that price? Remember General Petraeus? People, we have a problem in America. We love our generals. That's a problem. We just love them. They're generals and we love them. Wasn't Petraeus in charge of this for a while? And when he left, everybody was like, Petraeus is the greatest general ever. And I was like, why is he a great general? Not that he's a bad general. I'm not dumping on Petraeus. I'm not saying he's a bad general. What I asked was, why is he a great general? Well, because he, he worked in Afghanistan. Does not make you a great general? It makes you a general. What made him great? Like, what happened that made him great? Well, he was in Afghanistan. That doesn't make him great. That makes him a general. And he should be able to handle Afghanistan. Why? Because he's a general. And I would hope that any general that the United States Army creates would be able to handle Afghanistan. You're a general. You should be able to handle that. That's literally your job, right? It's like, he's a, me he's a great mechanic. Why? He fixed the car. You're supposed to fix cars. You're a mechanic. Why is he great? So we just worship our generals. My, my issue is a whole bunch of generals either were bad at what they were doing or were lying to us. Am I wrong? Either they were bad at what they were doing or they were lying to us. Afghanistan was not prepared at all in 20 years. Were our generals incompetent? Was our civilian leadership incompetent? Was our, uh, were our generals lying to us? Were our civilian leaders lying to us? Here's what I'm sure of. No one will ever find out. And that, believe it or not, is the most important point of this entire 20-year piece. You, Michael, have touched the most important piece. More important than all the people who died to be forward. Because if we figure this one out, in the future, more won't die. But if we don't figure this out, we will do this all over again. All over again. Because there's too much money in it. There's too much power in it. We spent 20 years allowing big corporations and contractors and warlords to grift off of us for 20 years. That's the reality. Somebody was lying to us or, and or incompetent. That's the issue. Where are those people? Where, where is the impeachment for them? Where is the investigation for them? I would like that. That might save some actual lives. 
that might actually fix some things. How about that? <laughs> Brian says, what do the warmongers want? For us to spend another 20 years there. Yes, or any place else, Brian. Syria will do just fine. Libya will do just fine. Eritrea will do just fine. Eritrea will do just fine. Mali, perfect. Doesn't matter. They're all good. Any place will do just fine. Just 20 more years of bombing. That's all that matters. <laughs> Joe says, weren't they both dictators in effect? Ah, yes. You mean uh, Germany and Japan? Yes, in effect they were. But they were, bro- they were dictatorships because of broken democracies. Meaning they were already democracies that became dictatorships, right? That could happen to us, Joe. We're a broken democracy right now. Nothing gets done for our democracy. We just yell left and right. Two, two horrible parties just fight each other. We're broken too. We could become dictatorship also. They, they did that. That's what happened. So yes. Maddie says, for argument's sake, why were we really there to begin with? It's all about minerals and resources, not America's job to please the world. I would agree. I don't want us placed in the world, man, at all. I'm with you. Sam says, those, the, those worst things I've seen on Reddit was videos of people clinging to the sides of planes they left. Yes. As you can imagine, they could not hold on versus the force to put on them as the plane flies. Yeah. That was horrible, Sam. I agree. Yes. Shows desperation. Hitler was democratically elected. Actually, uh, Angela, he was selected. Uh, if I remember right, it was von Hindenburg who was the president. And he um, selected Hitler as his replacement as chancellor when Hindenburg um, stepped down or was ill or something, if I remember my story correctly, my history correctly. I think Hindenburg either was ill or something, and he then selected Hitler. Hitler was, was the leader of the Nazi party, and, and the Nazi party had gained about 30% of the Reichstag, which is the equivalent of Congress in those days. Now it's called the... Oh, I forgot what it's called. The Bundes... I've forgotten the name of the German um, place now. It's not, it's not called the Reichstag anymore, but it's called something similar. The Bundes, mm, someone will correct me. Thank you for someone who will correct me, but it's not the Reichstag anymore. Or it might, that might be the place. I should research this. In any place, in any, in any case, it was called the Reichstag and um, they own 30% of it because he was the leader of the party that had the largest chunk. Hindenburg put him in charge. If Hindenburg stepped down, Hindenburg stepped down, Hitler stepped up. So yes, it, he, it, was, it was done through parliamentary procedure, but it was, de- it was democracy. Yes. Um, let's see here. Uh, Josh says, what do you think of leaders giving up weapons and technology? When you leave that fast, yeah, that's my point, Josh. You're totally correct. When you leave that fast, yeah, they take it all. Of course. They have more weapons than they ever could use. Yes. John says, I'm going to say Afghanistan is a nation that's made of tribes. There's no national unity or pride. We never seem to understand this. There is a little bit. They're tribes. You're right. There is one time when they're unified, and that is when there's a foreign aggressor. That's when they get unified. So when the Brits decide to colonize them, they get together and fight the Brits. When the Russians decide to invade, they get together and fight the Russians. When the Americans invade, they get together and fight the Americans. So usually that's true, John. But when it comes to the foreign invader, now they're all Afghans then. So we decided to unite them against us. There we go. So, all right, Fanta has shown us something. 
There we go. 2021 Biden's stubborn streak paved the way for. All right, so that's something to look at. Maybe Fenton's guys. Thank you. After the show, Fent, I promise you, I will look at this. I promise you I will. I'll look right at it after the show. I got to check out the that right that um the breaking point show and then this one. You guys give me homework for after the show. Thank you, but I got homework. It's fine. Yes. Chris says, should have left after they took out Bin Laden. 100% correct, Chris. Well done. What was the reason to stay after that? You're right. You're right. Biden, uh, Obama's gone. Sorry. But, uh, Obama's, uh, Obama was in here. Obama's in. He gets Bin Laden. Leave. I agree. O- Obama should have left at that point. Got Bin Laden. Out, out we go. Next, next day, start withdrawals. Totally agree. Yes. Um, Dave says, Biden can't tie his shoes. Doesn't look like this is any accident. Be better if we knew who was making up his plans. I think that's a valid point. I don't think it's a bite. Sorry, I'm clear when I say this. I don't think Biden actually thought of the plan. It is Biden's plan. He's responsible for it. David's, he's responsible for it. But I think you're right. He didn't make it. But I think he's responsible for it. Um, And responsible for the failures, both of them. Um, And the problem also is you get the military industrial complex ruining things. So Dave says, we trained Afghan soldiers. Yes. Germany experienced democracy and multipartisanism before World War II. Thank you, Dave. Yes. Japan was the same way. Yes. Arab countries don't believe in democracy. They believe in might makes right. I'm not sure that's true. I think the Turks had a democratic system. I'm saying Arab countries. They're not really Turks. You're right. Hold on. Let me think. Can I think of an Arab country? They make me think. All of the strongest and most powerful Arab countries, you're right, are all autocracies. Tunisia? Man, you're making me stretch. All right, your point's a valid one, Dave, but Tunisia. Maybe Tunisia. See, I found one. Is is that considered Arab? I think that's considered Arab, right? North Africa, they're, they're Arabs. I think they are, they, I think they are Arabs. I think Tunisians are Arabs. So I'm going to go with Tunisia. There we go. I got one. I think Tunisia would actually fit as one that believes in democracy. Check that one out. I think I got you. I might have got you on one, Dave. Maybe one. We'll see. Yes. So Joe says, no more families need to suffer. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Yes. Matthew says, their deaths are tragic, but let's not need the pointless deaths. What's the end goal? Right back where we started. Yes, absolutely. Angelo, you, you win the prize today. We cannot force democracy, he says. It must be organic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Surely some of them want to be saved. Not sure the percentage, but still. Yeah, and those who wanted to be saved enough fought alongside of us, Keith. They knew that when they got in the fighting hole with us, when they went out on patrol with us, when they were our translators in these towns and cities trying to help us to find the bad guys, they knew that their families, if this war ended poorly, that they were going to be finished. They knew that. Those people wanted to save their country. Those people were prepared to put their lives literally on the line. And I've had people on this show, you might remember, I've had a couple of them on the show. I've been on other shows and other panels where a lot of people, usually Marines, but also sometimes soldiers, who fought alongside Afghanis would say how they lost so many of them, how so many died, and they missed them. Yeah. Those people wanted to be saved. And again, they earned the right to come to America. They did. They, they sat with our troops. They, they ate the same dirt, as the saying goes. They ate the same dirt 
So you know what? They get to come. Those people wanted to be saved and their families need it. Adam says, Larry, come save me. See, you're asking to be saved. It's fine. Yes, absolutely. Um, what about the innocent women and little girls who will not be raped and beaten? I cannot tell you how much I hate that, Dana. You are correct. That is horrible. And I have to be forward about this. We can't save them. I wish we could. We can't save them. The country, the nation, the tribes don't want to save their own women and little girls. And that sounds horrible, but they don't. Can you imagine, just for a moment, if you can imagine, that, I don't know, Canada is overrun by fanatics that want to take over America and a bunch of the fanatics get together and they have a massive amount of firepower and they sneak attack America and decide they're going to fight America and crush us and, and literally rape and beat all of our women and girls. Do you think American men wouldn't fight to the death over that? To the death? Of course we would. Not even close. Of course we would. We'd be to the death. We'd be suicide bombing. We'd be suicide bombing. Whatever it took, American men would be crushing everything, fighting to the death. If our officers left, then our non-commissioners would take charge and fight. There's no way we would allow this. Impossible. No way. No way. We let some people come in and start raping and killing our, our women and children. Never over our dead bodies, literally. And that's not a saying. You would have to kill all of us to allow that to happen. They're not doing that. I know that sounds horrible. I hate it too. I have two daughters. I couldn't imagine that happening. Couldn't imagine. I would die before that. Literally over my dead body. They don't want to. They're not doing it. That's all I'm saying. They're not doing it. What can we do? I'm with you. What can we do? Are we, are we going to kill all their men? Haven't we killed enough of them? We've been killing their men for 20 years, and they still want it. We've been literally killing their men for 20 years. Don't know. So, I'm sorry. I feel bad, but yes, I'm with you. So... And that's how we kept out of these religious foreign wars. That would be nice, Brian, if we would do that. Yes, 100%. So, all right. Um, Dana says they wanted to be saved. They want to leave there. The people were jumping on the plane hoping to get out. A lot of those people were because, again, they were connected to America. I agree. Those people did want to go. And I think we should be very, we should be open to them, Dana. We should be open to letting all of them in to the best of our ability. All those people who were there, let them come in. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> All right, hold on. Um, Dave says they don't want us like we don't want China. Now they have dead patriots to avenge. Patriots are, yeah, that's how they feel. 100%. Yes. David says run for governor, brother. Thank you, Dave. I'm working on it. Brian says 100% agree, Larry. Thank you. Yes. So um, Melissa says maybe they want another war to make money because people are not taking the jab. Ooh, maybe. All trying to make money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dana, we were lucky to be born in America. These innocent people were not. I can't say you're wrong. 
You're right. Yes. John says, 100% agree in providing placement for translators and true allies. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. The official Ron, oh, this is a bit off topic, but again, it's AMA, so I'll take it. Larry, what do you think about the influence of unions? That's a very generic question. Um, I would prefer if you ask a union question in the future to be a bit more clear on what you mean by that. That's sober. I could spend an entire hour just on unions. General rule, let me give you something general, and I hope it lets you know where I stand on unions. I'm not against unions at all. I think unions are simply a part of our First Amendment. They are freedom of association along with freedom of speech. You can get together and decide to talk about whatever you want. The problem I have is the way unions work now is most of them are public sector uh, are public sector unions, and the negotiation isn't really good faith negotiating, meaning it's not it's not their money that makes any sense. If you're negotiating with um, a governor or a mayor or a president, you're not taking money out of their pocket. It's taxpayer money. So the negotiation's different, different level of negotiation. The private sector, at least, it is that, that, that leadership's money. So it's a, it's a stronger negotiation to keep unions honest and to keep everybody honest. It's stronger in the private than it is in the public sector. It's tougher in the public sector. But at the same time, um, I think the Janus decision of the idea of not being forced to be in one union is good. And we have to make that happen. We need to have it to where unions are not just one monopoly against another monopoly. There should be multiple unions broken up for different issues, age, gender, whatever the issue is, problems you have, whatever you're thinking, thought process is different. So that has to happen to where you can go join a union that you want to join and that union can negotiate differently. You might go, but Larry, then we'll have different you know, benefits for each. Yeah, I know. That's fine. What if you're, say there's a union for people who are younger, who say, if you're younger, you don't care much about health insurance. You care more about... I know vacation time. And if you're old, you care more about better insurance. And you can change and shift and adjust and change unions as you feel appropriate. That would be much better. But there's, a, there's another piece of this. Unions should not have political power. That's wrong. Right now, they do. And that's bogus. That influence should not exist. What I mean by that, people take union dues and then the unions back candidates. That should not exist. The idea that unions have political power and have and have the ability to, to back candidates is a terrible idea. should be individuals. Unions should not have their, that kind of political power. Now, they should have a right to tell people, we think you should, we think you can, sure. But the idea that they're making, they're making the cash themselves, so that means by default, I'm forcing you to be part of a union, and now your union is, is spending money on candidates that you may or may not support, or spending money that you may or may not agree with. I have a better idea. They don't spend any money on candidates, and you give your money to the candidates that you want to give money to. So I hope that was clear on where I stand with unions. All right. Let me keep going. Sorry, I was, all of a sudden got a little bit of a here. So, yes. Uh, Logic says, well, they definitely have a training ground now, complete with a shopping list of American military weapons, equipment, and airfield, courtesy of American taxpayers. Yeah, but I don't think there will be much terrorism in Afghanistan. I don't think it'll be that much. No more than any other country. I don't believe that. I think the Afghanis don't want another invasion. They want to live their life the way they want to live their life. That's what I think. So, yeah, that's what I think. Robin says, if I could get to Afghanistan and grab a helicopter and some drones and somehow make it back to the States, can I keep it? Oh, I like that. Find his keepers. I like that. Yes. Kelly says, to leave behind the men, women, and, vill- and villagers who provided service or military in any way had the right to our protection. We've absolutely abandoned them. It's a disgrace to my, and my heart's breaking them. Yes. Yes, Kelly, you are right. The purge is coming. The atrocities will happen. 
and they've been left to die. Yeah, you're right. And he says, I agree on this take. It should have happened before the withdrawal because now the open borders crowd will want all of them to come in when it should just be a little bit, the, the liberal country builders. Oh, the country builders. Yes, gotcha. Okay, yes. Um, David says, I agree 109%. They have earned it, uh, Larry, for being on our side. Yeah, you eat the same dirt with me in combat, you can come to my house. Yes, you eat the same dirt with me in combat, you can come to my house. Yes, you can. Yes. Done. Yes. So, um, uh, disagree that they, they don't want to be saved. I think the forward the forward think people in the area are drowned out by the backwards. We saw people begging the U.S. force today because they knew the implications. See, people are saying that, and I'm not sure, Matthew, and here's why I say this. Are there some who want it? Yeah, but there's 30, 20, 20 or 30 million Afghanis. Like a million voted. Something like that. It's too many, whatever. Less than less than 50% of the population even bothered to vote for any of their um, elected officials. They're not voting. They're not stepping up and voting. They have no concept. Uh, no concept. I'm exaggerating. They have limited concepts and valuation and even infrastructure for democracy. So imagine that. You have 30 million people. Probably 20-some-odd million people are eligible to vote. 2 million vote. 10% turnout. So the people who were in Kabul, who were enjoying uh, the Americans being there, yeah, they want to be saved because they know the Taliban coming. So they want to. But does the average Afghani? I think the I think it's obvious that they don't. I think they want to be Afghanis because they're Afghanis. They want to be who they are. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Do I sound like I'm being cruel? I hope not. I'm not trying to be cruel, Matthew. And maybe I'm wrong on this. I'm looking at the evidence that I see. And when I see you've created a democracy that's been around at least 15 years and your turnout for voting is less than 10%, meaning you haven't built the infrastructure to vote or the desire to vote or the care, whatever needs to be built out for democracy to function, you haven't built out in 20 years. I know it's hard in Afghanistan, but guess what? India deals with it. India is the world's largest democracy. And they have areas just as remote as, as Afghanistan. Their elections take weeks. I'm not joking. If you know about India, India's elections take weeks because literally some places, there's no road to get there that isn't dirt. There's a lot of, India is a massive country. Some parts are very rural and, and, and you know, hardly have any infrastructure whatsoever. Yet they find a way to deal with democracy and they vote and they do in small villages and stuff. They find a way. It takes them time. But they have a system. Over time, they've come up with a system. Afghanistan can't come up with a system in over a dozen years. I feel like it isn't the four people being drawn by the backward. I think most people don't want to move forward. And again, maybe I'm wrong. But I can't see any evidence to show that I'm wrong. The evidence seems that most Afghanis just want to be Afghanis. Who are we to force them? And again, India has places as remote as Afghanistan, and they have found a way to run elections. Again, it takes them over a week, but they've done it, and they continue to do it. India has a much higher turnout elections than Afghanistan, way higher. I don't know what the numbers are, but they're, they're, way, they're higher than us, actually. So they figure it out. The Afghanis couldn't. Maybe the Afghanis didn't want to. I'm sorry. Maybe not enough of them wanted to. How about that? Maybe that's true. Maybe not enough of them wanted to. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm off here. I, I'm, I'm happy. 
to be wrong on this one. Again, the things I'm saying I know aren't good. I know aren't good. I'm sorry, 38 million. Sorry, it was 30, 30 million. So 38 million in Afghanistan, 30 minutes. I'll do it off the top of my head. So thank you guys for correcting me. 38 million people and something like 2 million voted. So what's that? 30 million people who could vote, give or take, who are eligible? That's still less than 2%. L- less than 10%. Less than 10% show up. Do you really want it? That's all I'm saying. Do you really want it? So, yeah. Um, Josh says, my dad fought in Afghanistan and Iraq. He told me he thought it was a waste of time. Look at that. There we go. Yes, absolutely. So thank you for correcting me, guys. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, let's see here. Um, their morals are inherently tied to the interpretation of the Quran. You can't change that fact that other than killing every front of us and their families, which is a social solution genocide. Um, I'm not sure I'll, I'd go there. I think the average Afghani is as religious or not religious as many people all, all, all across the world are. And I think they're only doing it because they think it's the right thing. I think if you if if we weren't constantly at war in Afghanistan, I think they'd settle into whatever their normal tribal days are. I don't think they would go nuts and go, let's kill everybody. I don't think they would do that. I just because just humans don't, right? Humans do this when they have a reason to do it, right? They always validate some reason. But Afghanistan is not going to invade Tajikistan or it's not going to invade, you know, Iran. So they have to fight amongst themselves. Robert says, I agree with you on unions not being able to provide money to candidates, but I think they sh- that should carry over to corporations as well as never to help eliminate corporate capitalism. Yes, Robert, absolutely. It is my opinion, and people disagree with me, that corporations are not people, should never have been people, no entities are people, should never be people. This is a terrible idea. The idea that we have that is insanely dumb. They're not people. If they're people, then they should vote, Right? If they're people, then you can't, and if they're people, then you can't subpoena records from them. Why? Because they have a Fifth Amendment right to not incriminate themselves, right? So if corporations are people, if that's true, they're not, then they have a right to vote, because people do, and they have a right to bear arms, don't they? They can buy, The corporation can buy weapons, can't it? Not just that. You can't subpoena anything from them. Why? Incriminate themselves. They have Fifth Amendment rights, right? Because they're people, Right? Of course, they're not people. And the cause of making them any type of pers- people is just a grift and part of an industrial complex to make money. That should not exist at all. They're not people. They are literally sheets of paper or ones and zeros in the machine. That's what they are. They're not people. People are people. That's it. And people have rights. Corporations should not have any rights. They should, they're, not, they're not people. Sorry. I just, I, that's what I feel. That is, my, that is my feeling. I know people that disagree with me. Something is true. So, all right, let's see if I can do this real fast. All right. Um, Robert says, after speaking to many American troops who served in Afghanistan and come back only to find out that what that their wives left. Oh, Robert. The amount of times I have seen what you're saying is heartbreaking. They survive Afghanistan to come home to a horrible situation to where they want to take their own lives. They can survive the battlefield of Afghanistan or the battlefield of Iraq and then come home and can't survive the American family court system. You are correct. I'll finish it. Just it's heartbreaking. Uh, come back only for that their wives left, took the children, emptied their bank accounts, and had the courts help. Yes, yes, and yes. 
they would often sign up for another tour. And, and I'm just not positive went back to help men in Afghanistan to protect women. I really feel we should be treating people better here in the U.S. before worrying so much about countries, other countries' morals. Why wouldn't you go back? I mean, I'm just telling you, I'm asking you as an individual, not just you, Robert, but anyone listening, anyone watching. You go off to Afghanistan, survive the killing fields and survive the killing fields. I'm exaggerating. Survive, survive the battlefield. Survive the battlefields of Afghanistan. Come home to lose everything. Why wouldn't you go back? Why wouldn't you? What you got here? Pain? Suffering? Loneliness? Go back to Afghanistan. Sign up again. What you have to lose? At least you got a purpose there, respect there, at least something. Something. And maybe you'll get lucky and die. And I'm not joking when I say that. I know men who are going back hoping to die. Because if they stay here, they're going to kill themselves. So let's go back to Afghanistan. How about get blown up? That'll end my pain. And I'll be a hero. That's the world we've created. Thank you, Robert, for that. You are totally correct. And we're worried worried about, we can't, we got a safe face in Afghanistan or we're looking bad in Afghanistan. How about all the individuals who have been devastated by that war? Robert, thank you so much for bringing that. You are so on point. Yes, yes, and yes. Absolutely. Paula says, I still look at the pics of my husband. I'm sorry, I still look at the pics my husband took of kids in Afghanistan. We used to follow him and his guys around. They were beautiful. I wonder what happened to them. I don't know what the answer is, but dead Marines is not the answer. There's tribal countries, many problems. Yes, that's not the answer. I don't know what the answer is. It's not that. Definitely not that. Yes. So, all right, let's see if I can do this. Uh, Missy says, please help support the short way for free. All you do is like, subscribe, share, and comment. Yes, absolutely, guys. Please do that. Like, comment, and share. If you like what I'm saying, if you think I'm doing it makes sense to you, if it feels right to you and you enjoy it, you want more people to see it, you have to like, comment, and share. Otherwise, I wind up getting shadow banned. So do your part. What's your part? Click the like button. Do that. Whether it's YouTube, click the love on Twitter, click the like on Facebook, whatever you're watching on, please click that button. It does matter. If you're not clicking, what's wrong? Click it. It's not going to kill you. Click it. It's cheap. It's free. And comment if you can. Many of you are. Thank you for your comments. Your comments make the show. So thank you for your comments. You guys think of things I don't think of. You spur me to think of other things that I haven't thought of on my own. So thank you so much for all the comments you guys give me. I read them as you know, and I'm trying to make this a show about us. And please share. Let people know what's happening. If you want to support me, then you know what you need to do. Take the world's smallest political quiz. I bug you every single show about it, and I'm not going to stop. Why? Because they're my sponsor. You see my team, all the stuff they do. You watch what they do. The world's smallest political quiz, the sponsors are the advocates for self-government. They're my sponsor. They support my team. That's how we're able to do what we do. You want to help us out? It's free. Take the quiz. If you've taken it already, share it out. Take that link right there. Share it in your place. Share it on Twitter. Share it on Facebook. Share it and say, hey, take this quiz. You care about Afghanistan? Hey, there's, there's, a, there's a survey here on the military. Check that out. See what you think about that. Take that. And if you've already taken it, no worries. Click that link and take some of the other surveys. There's many of them out there. Take those surveys. See what you're feeling. Help out my sponsors. And last, if you want to support the show, support the show itself. Patreon.com slash Sharpway. It does matter. 10 bucks goes a long way. So it's 25 bucks, whatever it is. If you n- tell me, if I know what I'm getting every month, 10, 20, 25 bucks, I can start putting into Facebook ads. We need them. YouTube ads. We need them. We got to put them into ads so we can grow the show. So more people can see it so we can become more popular. It does matter. Please, guys, 
help me out. It does matter. Thank you so much. So thank you, Missy, for that. Appreciate that. Absolutely. So let me keep going down here. Um, I mean, Mr. Dayton, Amy Dayton says, I listened to a vet from Afghanistan earlier today. It was heart-wrenching as he described a man who saved his life by losing his own in the process. Yeah, thank you for that. We cannot save the world right now. We must protect ourselves at this point, in my opinion, to help others later. Yeah, you know what we gotta be? We have to become a better country so that more people wanna come here and they wanna copy us. I want them to wanna copy us. I want them to go, America, we feel like them. Let's copy those guys. That's what I want them to do. Let's copy those guys. If we're doing that, now we are killing it. Now we're doing the right thing. That's what I want us to do, right? They should be copying us. Yes. Anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Daniel says, we wouldn't need a suicide bomb to save rape girls and women. We deploy our force most of them. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm exaggerating now. You're right. My, 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 I was exaggerating. Of course, right? Um, of course, we, we wouldn't have to. My point was, my my point was we wouldn't if we were if we were in a situation to where people were going to rape and or kill even if it was going to be us even if it was a civil war we wouldn't just we would fight to the death in whatever way possible we deploy all of our forces everything you're right we'd bring everyone back from overseas we would do whatever it took and that was my point I, I should have been clearer I, it was kind of off the cuff so maybe it wasn't the perfect analogy I apologize if it was confusing but yes. We we have to do it. We we have to just fight. Just we, we we would just fight to the death. I agree completely. Yes. Um. Daniel says we can't save them. Um. Oh, I see. I see where you're going. Um. We should just turn a blind eye. That's without libertarian. Uh, I see where you are with that. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. No, we should not turn a blind eye. Abs- absolutely. No. 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 We just can't destroy ourselves. That's the issue. We can't destroy ourselves. That's the issue. And that's what I want us to do. I hope that was clearer, right? Um, really, yes. So, all right. Um, neoliberals and the war. I'm not sure where that comes from. I'm not sure where that comes from. But the idea, there is some interesting now, if you notice. If you look at where a lot of Democrats, Republicans are going with this. When Obama was bombing, and he was the bomber-in-chief, Democrats didn't want to talk about war at all. Like, war, what war? Who's at war? Nobody's at war. There's no war. Who cares about war? Democrats would not talk about war, right? What are you talking about? They all of a sudden became, I don't know, war. Who, who, no one's at war. They would forgot about it. When Trump was at war, the, the Republicans were quiet about it. But when Trump wanted to pull out, most Republicans were okay with it. I think they didn't think that Trump was going to pull out. That's what I think. Again, I have no evidence of this. It's just my gut. Take it the way you want. I feel like, a lot of Republicans thought Trump wasn't going to pull out, but Trump was going to pull out and Biden finished it. So that was actually going to happen. I think most thought they could talk him out of it. I wouldn't do it. Too much money in it. I thought, I think most Republicans thought he wouldn't do it. And then now that, that Biden's pulling out, now all of a sudden half the Republican Party has become neocons again. Have you noticed that? Whenever your guy is doing something, people change. A bunch of Republicans have become neocons all of a sudden. I thought they were all like Trump Republicans. Now they're neocons. They forgot Trump wanted to pull out. Now all of a sudden it's like, oh, we never, we didn't care about that. Where are neocons? What did that come up with? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Joe says, technically Saddam Hussein was elected. He was quite popular. No, no, no. Um, what I mean by that, um, the, a system, there was an actual system set up 
that was democratic in both Germany and Japan. They, they weren't, this is, Saddam Hussein was a rigged election. The elections weren't rigged in, in Japan or Germany. The people chose people, and there was a problem within a parliamentary system that made it happen. So, yes. So, all right. Joe's, ah, Joe, Tunisia is Arab. I thought it was. Yes, Tunisia is Arab. Yes, I thought Tunisia was Arab. Thank you for that, Joe. I appreciate that. And Shadow, and Shadow One says Tunisia is a representative democracy with an executive pres, president, legislative, and judiciary. Larry is correct. That's what I thought. Thank you. Yes. Um, Tunisia was the only one I could think of. Thank you guys for correcting, for, for doing the fact checking on me. Um, that was the only one I thought. Yes. Um, is it Kaya? Hope I say it right. Kaya? Everything from Morocco to Somalia to Iran is Arab. Ah, okay, but not Iran. Iran is not Arab, correct? I don't think Somalia is. Is Somalia Arab? I think it's, that's the border, you mean, right? Iran and Somalia are the border of, of the Arab world. I think, I don't, no. Iranians, they're Persians, right? They're not Arabs. And Somalis, Somalis I don't think are Arabs either. But Tunisia is Arab. Thank you. Yes, I appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see if I can go down here. I appreciate that, guys. Really, I do appreciate that. So, all right. Um, um, technically, we are leaving after taking out Bin Laden. You didn't say when. Valid point. Let me change it. You are correct. We should have left immediately the day after. How about that? Yes, absolutely. That's good. Um, Paula says, a lot of vets I know here served when the GWAT are not happy with, with the withdrawal. I'm not sure what GWAT is. Did I miss something? Global War on Terror, is that right? Ah, uh, yes. A lot of vets served in the Global War on Terror are not happy with the war. Yes. Look, Paula, do you blame them? They spent time, money, emotion, energy, some blood, surely sweat, on the Global War on Terror. Why would you want to just end it like this? I mean, to be forward, we're taking an L. We are. And it sucks. I don't want to take an L. And we're taking an L. I'm not happy about this. I'm glad we're leaving. I'm embarrassed on how we're leaving. Biden's embarrassing us on how we're leaving. I'm still glad we're leaving. I don't like that it's destroyed. I don't like that at all. So, Paula says... The Reichstag, uh, after 38 till 45. Thank you for that. Um, Pseudo-parliament, after 33 to 40. Okay, yeah, there we go. Um, rubber stamp, thanks for a hit. That's true. Rubber stamp to 33 after we got in, yes. So, hold on, I don't know. I didn't see the rest of that. I didn't come out with the rest of it was. Did we say what it's called now? It's the Bundes something. Ah, Bundestag. There we go. Thank you. I knew it was the Bundes, Bundes something. Thank you, David. It's not the Bundestag versus the Reichstag, the Bundestag. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. That's it. Had to make sure I got that right. I do forget things sometimes. I apologize. I try my best to, re- to, to remember this stuff. I, I'm, I'm here with you. So, yes. So, let me see if I can keep going into here. Um, Dustin says, the last general that was great was Eisenhower. And one of the and only presidents to want people, let alone mention the military industrial complex other than Trump, surprisingly. Yes, it's a valid point. I'll give that. Trump was talking about it. I'll give him that. Absolutely. Yes. He was absolutely talking about it. Yes. Um, Brenna says, um, Biden is already increasing troop presence in Africa. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. That That's another issue. 100%. Yes. The McKnight says, why, Larry, why did the U.S. reject the Taliban's offer to go after bin Laden? Um, they didn't reject the offer to go after. They, they rejected the offer to just give him up. 
I don't think they believed it. And I think they wanted Americans to take them. I think it was a PR stunt. I really believe that. But something else, people saw the uh, Afghan invasion as a chance to be, you know, powerful, do something great, make money, a lot of stuff. There was a lot of cash in this thing. So I think it wasn't in their best interest. So that's what I think it was. So that that would be my 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 gut reason. That's what I think. So anyway, let's see if I keep going down here if I can. All right. Um, Paul, a little bit off. Says, do you think Curtis Lee was a chance at New York City mayor? He seems to be good at rallying people. He is against vaccine mandates. Meanwhile, Eric Adams is nowhere to be found. He doesn't even have an F and a Facebook campaign page. He thinks he's invincible because of them. Well, two parts. One reason why Eric Adams is nowhere is because he was hanging out with Cuomo. And Cuomo, as you know, is not in the best spot. So Eric Adams is like, ah, Cuomo, who? Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's one reason. But do I think Curtis Lee was a chance at New York City mayor? I think no. Um, New York City is six to one Democrat to Republican registered. The idea of, of Curtis Lee winning are slim to none. I think he has no, no real chance. My hope is to get our libertarian candidate on a debate stage in October. There will be the, there will be a NYC mayoral debate. It's part of our our rules in New York City, so they will be there. My hope is to get uh, our uh, candidate, who is Stacey Prussman, on the debate stage. So that's at least some we can get an L on the debate stage. We can get some libertarian ideas out there. We can show another option or choice. I would like it to happen. I think the odds are very high. Eric Adams will be the the next mayor of New York City. I think Kersley has almost no chance of victory. I actually think I'm going to tell you something crazy. I actually think Stacey Prussman has a higher chance of victory than Curtis Lewa. What does that mean? That means both have low chances, but there is a chance that Stacey can do something amazing on a debate stage and shock the world and make New York City go, oh my God, she's our new savior and vote for her. That could happen. That will not happen with Curtis Lewa. So he has no chance of a lightning strike. She is a chance of a lightning strike. Don't get me wrong. Both are long shots. I'm not fooling myself. I'm just saying I actually think she has a better chance because Democrats won't vote for Curtis Slewa. Most won't. But Democrats will vote for Stacey Prosman. They will. So I think that 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 is um a chance. I hope that answers your question. So yes. All right, here. Um, let's see here. Um, the internet surfing tower says everyone's busy blaming Trump or Biden when it's Bush's fault. Valid point, right? Um the way it works, whether we like this or not, um, is that Trump and Biden, Biden will get the credit for the withdrawal because it was on his watch. And I think he should share it with Trump. I know some of you don't like Trump, some of you don't like Biden, be mad at me, but I think it's fair. Trump began it. If, if Trump, I don't believe that we'd be pulling out as soon as we are if Trump didn't start the ball rolling. So I got to give Trump credit for starting the ball rolling. He talked about the military industrial complex and had a plan to get out of Afghanistan. That's true. I know you tr- people hate Trump. Get mad at me when I say it, but it's true. And Biden will get the, get the credit for the actual leaving because he was president when it happened. And that's how it works, fair or not. That's how it works. Um, but you're right. The overall thing is completely. Bush got us into this thing for nothing. Totally true. You're totally right. Bush got us into this thing for nothing. Bush should not have done it. But at the same time, look, Obama could have got us out. He did, and he was bombing more. Obama bombed more than Bush did. Obama could have got us out. He didn't. Trump could have got us out earlier. He did when he thought it was right. I wish he'd done it earlier. And now Biden gets credit for it, even though it's a bad withdrawal. So, yes. 
Okay. Um, then he says, Larry, how would you incentivize group that rapes and pillages all for Allah? I don't think we can incentivize them, Daniel. And that's, that's the saddest point. I don't think we can. I think we just can be the best example and hope that eventually begin to follow us. And I think you do see some evidence of that. And you see it in places like Iran, Saudi Arabia, you see a lot of the, particularly the youth, try to copy different aspects of American culture that they like and they think is good and they want and their freedom and their dancing and music. And they do try to. We need to be less bombing and more showing culture and showing our values. When we become empire, our values go away. The more of an empire we become, the more we fight our own people, the more we spy on our own people, the more we take away rights, the more we bomb other people, the, the worse we get. The less empire we are, the more we are good Americans and what we're supposed to be closer to our real principles and our real values. I think that's how you do it. And look, it's not going to happen overnight, Daniel. We're not going to change Afghanistan. We tried 20 years of force. It didn't work. So Afghanistan's not going to change tomorrow. Can we, get them, can we get them to change in 100 years? Maybe by being a good example, by buying and selling and trading with them and showing them our best side. Eventually, we can get the youth to go, why are we doing this backward stuff? Let's copy these guys. They're doing good stuff. Let's copy them. It's the right answer. That's how you do it. That's a long-term answer. That's not going to solve the problem today. It's not. I wish I could. I don't have the magic powers. If I if I had magic powers, I'd I'd make the whole world libertarian tomorrow. I don't have magic powers. What are you gonna do? I, I wish I had a better answer for you. I, I I don't. I don't have a better answer for you. I wish I did. I wish I did. So that's how you incentivize them. That's it. So, all right. Uh, see if I can keep going down here. Um, in other news, it's the first day of the end of the New York City restaurant industry. Ah, uh, yes, the passports going to affect today. You are correct, Paul. And by the way, that will be my show tomorrow on a free solution uh, on WYSL at 12.05 Eastern time tomorrow. I'll be discussing exactly that. Yes, absolutely. Yes. All right. Um, where China's proxy army? Um, no, I think actually the Afghans were. They were the, 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 uh, the proxy army. He says, tell me why China is the beneficiary of all these messes. Um, I think I did. You might have missed that part, Tyler. Um, they are a benefit. Because while we're wasting time, money, and energy fighting in Afghanistan and Mali and Somalia, I'm not sorry, Eritrea and wherever else we're fighting throughout the world, Syria, they're buying up territory and property and making good things happen. And they're doing, they're building their road. They're making inroads throughout the world. Um, that's what they're doing. So, yeah, that's what they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. So, in any case. So, um, uh, thank you, by the way. Um, Fanta for the, the things you're linking, right? I appreciate those. I promise you, I will look at them. Um, I will look at them because maybe I've missed something, right? I do my best to stay up in things. Sometimes I miss them. I don't remember everything or see everything. I am wrong here or there. So I appreciate that. Yes. So um, Jeff says, AMA, totally off topic. Just lighten the mood for a second. Are you enjoying the new, the, the new little doggo? I am. He's little. He's like four pounds. His name is Biscuit. And now he's sleeping with my daughters and life is good. Yes, it's nice to have my dogs. My fourth dog, I love dogs. Most of my dogs were bigger. He's the littlest dog I've ever had. So I think that's the right. I'm happy we got the dog. It was a good thing to do. I'm happy we did it. So yes. 
Steve says, I agree. The best thing to do for the world is become a free country again. Yes, 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 yes. Brian says, being good example. Here, here, Larry. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely, yes. Look, the reality of it is, you know we're an empire. Why? Empires can easily survive losing wars. Countries can't. When nations lose wars, they pay a high price. When empires lose wars, eh, what else? What do you do? What else? Another war. We're an empire. We're always fighting wars. Roman Empire always fights wars. Mongol Empire always fights wars. Chinese Empire always fights wars. British Empire always fighting wars. United States always fighting wars. When you're an empire, you always fight wars. And you lose some, you win some, whatever. It doesn't matter. You're an empire. In fact, you breed off the war. You live off the war. It's how you become an empire. What do you do? That's what empires do. Empires just empiring. What they do. But when you're a nation, you lose a war, hurts. That's how you know we're, we're an empire. So yes. Tom says four pounds of that dog. He is a puppy. He's a, he's a puppy still. He will eventually be about 15 pounds or 16 pounds. He's only a couple of weeks old. He's a, he's a puppy. So he's he's not going to stay four pounds. I would agree. Four four pounds is, I don't know. Is that a mouse? I don't know what that is. It's something. He's little. He's, I hold him in my hand like this. He's still a puppy, though. He will be bigger. He's only a couple. He's not even, I'm three months old. He's like 10 weeks old, something like that. Eight weeks old, something. He's little. So anyway, yes. Anyway, yes. Um, uh, Vendetta Jones says, we took an L when we went in. Wow. Nice, Vendetta. It's true. Yeah. We, we took an L when we went in. Absolutely correct. Yes. Logic Rex says, Sliwa is cool, but a Republican will never win in New York. Yes. Ain't going to happen. I agree with you. Yes, I agree. 100%. Absolutely. So, uh, hold on here. Robert says, I see the U.S. getting involved more and more in Africa, too, with the heavy Chinese efforts there. Some of paying more attention to. I think that's our next proxy war is Africa. I think you're right. It'll be sub-Saharan Africa. Maybe Libya. Libya might be North Africa or it'll be sub-Saharan Africa. I think you are correct. Yes, Robert, I agree with you. Um, Jericho says, hope to see you at the State Fair this weekend. I will be there. I will be in the New York State Fair this weekend, uh, August 21st and 22nd. So if you guys um, are happen to be there, I hope to see you there. I'll be at the, L, at the New York Libertarian Party's um, um, booth. So I will be there then. Absolutely. I will, I hope to see if any of you can be there. I hope uh, to see you there. Also, tomorrow night, I'll be having a Bitcoin expert on. And tomorrow at noon, I will be um, uh, at noon. I will be uh, on WYSL talking about New York City and New York State and what's happening with us this week that people are not talking about. It's talking about Afghanistan. You guys, I want to say one more time, like, comment, and share. I know I say all the time. I can't stop. And sponsor the show if you can. Patreon.com slash Sharpway. Every little bit helps. Please do that. It does help. Take the world's smallest little quiz. Support my sponsors. It does matter. And share that out so other people see it. It lets you know if you're libertarian or not or how close you are. And if you are close libertarian, maybe start looking at some of our views. It is a way of getting people to start thinking, are they libertarian or are they not? It's a good way of doing it. So, guys, I want to say thank you so much for tonight's uh, show, all the time that you gave me. I appreciate it. I will see you all tomorrow.